Hello and welcome to the Luke Ramey Show. You know, uh, we have been doing single parent week this week, and I've been talking about what that means and what that looks like in a few different ways. And today, uh, yesterday we talked about routines, and I hope you got a chance to check that out. I kind of shared my morning routine. I've got so much more to talk about in routines, but I'm not going to do that today. We just don't have time this week. And really, as I was planning out this week, um, writing down what I wanted to speak to this week, um, I wrote down the topic for today. And then I crossed it out and then I wrote it down again and I said, I, I, this is something we have to talk about. And then I crossed it out again and I didn't want to talk about this one. I think the the big thing is that I feel well enough adjusted in it that I don't want to think about it because it might mess it up all over again for myself. You know, having to think about it and putting myself through that again and processing it again might cause me to kind of fall back in it. This was an area that terrorized me the first couple of years after my divorce. I've settled on the fact um, if it is that huge of an issue for me to talk about it, then I probably should talk about it. I want to discuss being a single parent during holidays, birthdays, special events, even anniversaries. This is a huge area for me because I'm a flag in the ground, create a tradition, always do it the same, recreate that which is special person. I like to do that. I, I memorialize things. I, I just do that. I, I always remember things from year to year. There's annual everythings for me. Um, it's just who I am. And I, I don't really celebrate anything, <laughs> oddly enough, but I do like to remember it and memorialize it. Literally, as I record this, today is the 20th anniversary of my wedding day. I'm wearing my wedding ring, as I do every December 8th, not to celebrate, but to remember and memorialize. Regardless of the fact that my marriage ended six and a half years ago, my wedding and marriage changed and shaped my life in gigantic ways. I only live in Tennessee because this is where my ex-wife is from. I only have children because my ex-wife, with those two things in the mix, that represents the reasoning for 90% of the friendships and relationships I have. I made a decision on December 8th, 2001, that forever shaped my life, and there isn't really anything I can do about it. It just always will be. I don't wear a ring on this day because I miss being married. I wear my wedding band because for some strange reason, my brain won't let me not wear my wedding band to commemorate this day. The anniversary of my wedding is hard for me. I imagine it always will be hard for me. The anniversary of my divorce is hard for me, and I imagine it will always be hard for me. I don't know that I can think of anything that was so out of my control and changed my life in such a huge way than that day we got divorced. Both of those days were incredibly life-changing. I can't dodge their effects. I just have to live with them. I'm sure for others who have gone through a divorce, anniversaries of these events can elicit emotions that are different than mine. That's understandable. All situations are different. Beyond anniversaries, though, holidays are difficult. As a tradition builder, holidays that alternate with custody of my kids mess me up bad. Luckily, we have gotten along well enough to develop annual traditions that can work with our schedules. Take Thanksgiving, for instance. Even though it alternates every year, we actually do the same thing every year for a schedule, regardless of where the kids are sleeping that night. That is good for me. I think it's good for the kids, too, and probably their mom. 
For Christmas, we have always kept the same schedule and traditions. They spend all of Christmas Eve with me, and then they spend all of Christmas Day with their mom. Let me say this. Christmas is difficult. I'm not sitting in a room crying, but I have no family around. And since my kids stay overnight with me every Christmas Eve, I literally always spend Christmas Day completely alone here in Cookville, Tennessee. There is nowhere to go and nothing to do. One year, I literally moved everything from an old house that I was moving out of to a new one by myself on Christmas Day. Literally everything. Couches and all furniture, everything. I still take down all the Christmas decorations on Christmas Day. Last year, I read two books in their entirety because I didn't want to watch TV at all that day. There's literally nothing for me to do on Christmas Day. Now that it has been some years of this, I do okay and operate. The first year, all I thought about was that I didn't have a wife on Christmas. That's all I thought about. Then the next two, I only focused on the truth that my kids were not with me on this special day. Those were terrible headspaces to be in when you're all alone and completely disconnected. Terrible. Although I still have those thoughts pretty much every year, they pass by a lot faster now. Not being with my kids on a holiday doesn't mean that I'm losing something. It has absolutely no effect on my relationship with them. I'm also not missing out on anything. The holidays I care about, we celebrate at different times and develop what would be the same memories if we had celebrated on the holiday. Literally, there is no difference. So now, six and a half years into being a single parent, I have some advice. Number one, just because you remember a failed relationship anniversary doesn't mean you have to mourn its failing. You can remember something that is sad without being sad. Find a way to remember and let that memory strengthen you and not tear you down. That's what I've done. Number two, you control how you celebrate a holiday, not a calendar, and definitely not a custody schedule. My daughter counts down the days to Christmas with it being on the 24th of December. That's when her Christmas celebration begins. We have created such a strong tradition with Christmas Eve day that it will never be lesser in the minds of my kids. Number three, most holidays encourage giving and thankfulness. Practice those as you set custody schedules. Think about the question, what is more important? Getting what I want when I want it? or simply getting what I want? What if you could compromise when, and in exchange you get what, without a fight or bad feelings? I totally suggest making that trade. That's one of the the first things I really put in place in our co-parenting relationship, is that if I can give up the win and still get what I want, that's a win for everybody. Number four, Your kids don't care about the traditions you had as a child. They care about you. This one was a tough one to really stomach. And that's that your kids care way more about you than they care about any holiday tradition you had as a kid or that they have as a kid. They love you more. And it may not seem like that all the time, right? They may pitch pitch a fit and complain and not be happy about something not going the way they want it to or whatever. They care about you more than they care about any of that. And over time, you will experience that. Your children aren't comparing their Christmas celebrations and then voting a parent off the island. Just remember that. 
It's not a competition for your kids. It might be a competition in your mind or in the mind of your ex-spouse or their parents or something like that. It might be a competition there, but in your kids' minds, it is not a competition. They're not voting for a winner. They're just trying to experience and celebrate a holiday. They don't know to be competitive unless you teach it to them. They are thoroughly and completely enjoying all of it. Let them do that. Now that I've shared with you a little bit about my story and some tips on what I do around holidays and special events and and anniversaries of past relationships, as I've shared that with you, I, I want to say all dynamics are different, and I am not for a moment saying that your situation isn't unique and that you don't have real struggles. I'm sure you do, but approaching struggles with the mindset of how can we make the best out of this is always better than how can I get my way in this. I also know that there are some single parents out there that don't share any custody, whether that is because of a death or maybe just an absent co-parent. That has its own struggles. It is hard to celebrate and give when all the holiday is for you is giving and working and helping others celebrate, that's tough. I see you, I hear you, your story is not mine, and that's that's a hard road. My message today and what I talked about today is definitely for those people who have gone through a divorce and have kids from a previous marriage and, and are experiencing holidays by themselves. That's definitely what I'm talking about. So if your situation is different than that, I am not at all Um, setting it down or saying that it is lesser or anything like that. You have your own set of issues and and I, I hope that you find ways to cope with them and celebrate the holidays with your kids in a big way. I still believe that creating new traditions, telling your kids you love them and giving them an opportunity to feel that love and be a part of those celebrations is foundational to holidays. I'm gonna wrap it up right here for today. Tomorrow, I'm going to be finishing out the single parent week and season two, talking about the single part. Yes, we are going to talk about dating relationships and struggles with that and having kids in the home with all of that. And that is a whole area that I don't generally go into with anyone, let alone on a podcast that's going to get published out in public. But we're going to talk a little bit about that today, and I'm sure I'll dance around a lot of topics that I probably should address straight on. But that will be for tomorrow. Make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get this podcast. Um, And it would be awesome if you shared it with a friend. If you like and subscribe it, it really just notifies it. What I do, I use Apple Podcasts. I mean, you get podcasts wherever you want. But I use Apple Podcasts, and what I do is I subscribe to the ones I like. And honestly, I unsubscribe to things when I get tired of them. Um, Or when when they're not in season, then they don't show up. But when I subscribe to them, they actually show up in playlist order. So I can turn on my Apple Podcasts in the car or whatever, and it will play the next up episode of a bunch of different shows I'm subscribed to. And so it'll just kind of cycle through and, and, and show me what's new. Um, I can pick around on those or I can just let them play. Um, I'm a big, big fan of liking and subscribing things just because it'll put it out there in front of me um, when it comes out. So I think it's awesome. Share this with a friend, a single parent friend you've got, uh, maybe, or who knows, uh, anyone really. Um, we'd love anybody to be tuning in to the Luke Ramey Show. The Luke Ramey Show is recorded and produced by Cookville Creative in Cookville, Tennessee. We will see you tomorrow for the season two finale.